The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello and welcome to My Begonia Top 10, Part 1. It all starts here with Begonia Bowerai. Yes, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I'm doing a top 10 of my favourite begonias for the average room. And I'm parceling out the episodes one a day, Monday to Friday, over the next two weeks. Usually I put out a show every other Friday, but... I wanted to do something a little bit different. I've done this in the past where I've done a diva week and a trailing plants week. But this time I am going to be profiling my top 10 begonias. Now, let's just set the terms of reference before we really get going. What do I mean by begonias? There's obviously got to be some kind of narrowing down of the plants that I mention because begonia is a really large genus. I am talking here about begonia that can be successfully grown indoors in the average room. So I'm not talking about things in IKEA greenhouse cabinets or under glass cloches or in terrariums. I'm talking about plants that are in a room without any extra protection that will still look great if you look after them right. So this is going to be a mix of cane, rex and rhizomatous begonias. And I'll explain all of those different types of begonias as we go along. If you go to the show notes at janeperone.com, I will at the end of the two weeks put up the whole thing as a single episode if you prefer to listen to it that way or you can listen to the individual episodes there also and all the notes will be there collated as I go. So in today's episode, I'm going to introduce my first begonia. I should say these are in no particular order. They're in no particular order because I love them all as much as each other. These are plants that uh, I think I've grown all of these and I can safely say that if I can grow them, then you can grow them because I tend to grow my plants fairly hard. So what's today's begonia? Well, I think this one might be the toughest begonia of all time. I'm talking about the eyelash begonia, aka begonia boweri. That's B-O-W-E-R-A-E. Now, I think this one, interestingly, probably spurred some of the original interest in rhizomatous begonias. So just to remind you, a rhizomatous begonia is one that grows from a thickened underground stem. And this makes these begonias particularly tolerant because if things go wrong with your care regime, these 
plants can rely on the water and nutrients in that rhizome to survive until you remember to water them again. So what does begonia bowerite look like? Well, that is in a way quite hard to say because it comes in so many different cultivars and forms. The one that's probably best known has these very dark green, almost rusty red coloured leaves with an uneven, jagged outline to them and neon green spots. And the eyelash-like hairs that come out of the leaf margins, and that gives us the common name, eyelash begonia. The undersides of the leaves are red, the stems are speckled red. This is usually described as either tiger or tiger paws cultivar of begonia bowerite, and it's such a popular plant. If you've got you know, you go to your nana's house, she'll have one of these absolutely going gangbusters because it's a lovely, tough plant. You'll see many different variations on the theme of kind of dark, rusty red and neon green with this particular species. Some have got a lot of domination of the green tones. Others are much more rusty red. There's a one called Green Fever, which weirdly enough is mostly rusty red rather than green. And one called Dancing Vera that's very lime green. And there's a one with tiny leaves called Tiger Kitten. So there's loads of cultivars of this plant to collect. And why not? Because it's just so darn adorable. Even if you don't have that tiny cultivar, the great thing about Begonia bowerai is it's quite a compact plant. The leaves themselves are anything up to about five centimetres and the whole plant, it might get to be a massive mound, but that massive mound is still only going to be about 30 centimetres tall, absolute maximum, depending on how long the fleshy stem grows. The colour of the leaves will depend massively on the amount of light that you give this plant. So if you allow it to be in a very dark corner, you'll find that the leaves may themselves turn very dark. If it's in a lot of light, including some direct sunlight, the leaves might get rather washed out and just turn an olive colour. Hit the sweet spot, though, of a good amount of light, whatever that means. <laughs> I should say that mine is in a south facing room about a metre and a half away from the window. And there you do get these nice vibrant colours of neon green and red, rusty red, really showing off. And flowers on this one. Yes, it does have flowers. Um, they are pale pink. I'm not massively mad on the flowers on this one I just love the foliage but you do get flowers too and that usually tends to happen um, springtime. How did Begonia bowerai first come to the attention of plant growers in the west? Well that was down to a chap called Thomas McDougall who brought it into cultivation in 1948. He was a, um, an American botanist who visited Mexico a lot to collect plants and this was one of the plants that he collected there. He also collected several other begonias which he then described uh, including begonia cavum, begonia kenworthii and begonia maziae. Begonia bowerai was first described in the American Begonia Society journal 
The Begonian in 1950. And in that article, I discovered that the plant is named in honour of a Miss Constance Bauer of San Diego, California, who the piece says has done so much to further the interest of begonia growing in the early 20s of this century. So she was a hybridizer of begonias and is honoured with this plant. It's also worth noting that back when it was first described, it was spelt B-O-W-E-R-I rather than A-E. And that is sometimes still the spelling that persists to this day. So, yeah, that was the first time this plant kind of made landfall in the begonia growing culture of the US. And it really took off from there. I suspect it's never going to be one of those super trendy begonias because it's just so ubiquitous. And as we all know, familiarity sometimes breeds contempt when it comes to plants. But I think it's definitely worthy of a spot in your begonia collection, just because if everything else dies, this will probably still make it through, which makes it a great plant in my eyes. And you can really mess around with the light levels to bring out different qualities in this plant too. So do you grow Begonia Bowerai? Do you love it? What do you think of it? I want to know. Thank you for those of you who've already sent in comments about my Begonia top 10. Everett's been in touch to tell me about three begonias, usually classed as terrarium begonias, that they think are actually fine in the average room. One of these is Begonia amphioxus and this is an interesting one, not one I've grown, but I do know my friend Sarah Gerard Jones, the plant rescuer, has this plant and grows it in a normal room with no problems. So Everett, yes, I'm sure you're right. The other two are Cleopatrae and Van Kirkhovenai. I can't even say that, but I'll reference that in the show notes. So yeah, do get in touch. Tell me about your begonias and up tomorrow we will have number two of my top 10 begonias. But for now, goodbye and happy begonia growing. The music you heard in this episode was Roll Jordan Roll by the Joy Drops and Whistle by Benjamin Banger. All tracks are licensed under Creative Commons. Visit the show notes for details. (laughs) 